0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in, whether you're getting ready in the morning or lunch, conference period, Trying to get kids out the door or back in the door, laundry, dishes, driving around, whatever it is. Hope your day is going smoothly. And maybe this gets you through just a little bit of it. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me for those of y'all that do and continue to share the podcast. Thank you so much. Um Incredibly humbled by that and grateful for it. Lord, thank you for the time to walk around today and record this for those that listen and share it. Guide them through their days. Give them your peace. Help us to seek you first. Guide my words today. A little bit different background noise for those of y'all that listen regularly. But hopefully y'all will enjoy it nonetheless. Got something that I'm kind of excited about coming up. We'll talk more about that later. Hopefully y'all will be excited about it too. Always helps when the people that support you and encourage you are excited about what you're doing of makes it work and hopefully in the long run it helps some of us individually helps our country a little bit we're going to talk about something today that i won't say that i've been looking forward to the to in the sense of being excited in a good way about it but uh i have been eager to talk about it because i think it's such a huge issue well, I know it is, and, and we're going to talk about some of the statistics that back it up. And it It really gets to the heart, the core of the issues that we're having in America today. And And you can frame this, you can phrase it a number of different ways. You can look at it from different angles. But the bottom line is that our priorities are way way out of whack and have been folks this isn't I Was talking to some people recently uh, younger people actually and we were talking about got to talking about the last election cycle and and the state of the country really last couple of election cycles and whether the state that we're in today if you could take everything back just to one specific election recently in modern history and of course you can't we like to pretend that i've talked to quite a few adults adults that i actually really look up to as far as their wisdom and and i see and i get a lot of comments from y'all online too i have recently about Just can't wait till November, till this next election. But we've been doing that for so many decades, folks, that same mantra. Man, when we get to November, things are gonna change. And they don't, we get minor changes here and there. I would argue that the last really radical change that we got was in in a good way, positive way, was under the Reagan administration. And that was 40 years ago, folks, 40 years ago, four decades ago. And the reason we got that is because not only did we have a leader that looked to God, looked to what was right and wrong, morality, looked to the history and heritage of our country, first and foremost. We had a people that were willing to follow him. You know, you can have the very best leader in the entire world. But if, if we don't, if we are working in that company or in the military or whatever it is, if we're not willing to make that decision to follow them it does no good. So I went on longer about that. But so what we're going to talk about today is a phenomenon that has been dubbed over the last probably three decades, at least from the reading that I've done, called gray divorce. And there's different age brackets, but typically they're referring to divorce that occurs over age 55 or over age 65. And so the first thing I'm going to do is read a couple little excerpts that I've read before. Well, I've at least read this first one before and really kind of give us an idea. This is out of the Patriots Bible, phenomenal resource Uh, goes along with the Founders Bible and the America's God and Country Encyclopedia. This is by the editor and it's on the Bible and marriage. It's just a couple paragraphs. Our American society has been based upon the belief that the biblical view of a traditional marriage and family is the backbone of a civilized people. The biblical basis for understanding God's intention for marriage is found in Genesis 2, 24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. The creation of Adam and Eve, male and female, was the foundation of human civilization, and their union was the first marriage. Jesus also reminded us in the New Testament that marriage is an institution of God that God designed as a lifelong covenant relationship between a man and a woman, from Matthew 19, 1 through 6. God's command to Adam and Eve was to be fruitful and multiply, to fill the earth and subdue it, Genesis 1, God's design for procreation demanded the union of a man and a woman. From this sanctified union come children who are born into a secure home with a father and a mother to love, nurture, and teach them how to become healthy, productive, and responsible citizens. God's plan, nature's plan, and common sense's plan all support a man and a woman producing children within the institution of marriage. Preserving the traditional family is vital to the future of America we must join together to maintain the heritage given to us. Marriage is one man and one woman, lovingly committed to each other for life. The family is a sacred institution. It is the basic unit of our society and essential to the well-being of the greater community. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know I've talked about Reagan's quote often, which says the strength of our nation is based upon the strength of our family. And I add in that the strength of our families are based upon the strength of our marriages. And you can't have a strong marriage without the principles of Jesus Christ. Now, because I know that some people out there are going to say this in their heads or send me some comment, again, I'm not saying that that means that the only strong marriages out there have been marriages between Christians. Uh, And certainly there have been many, many, many cases where marriages between Christians were weak and dysfunctional. Uh, but in both cases where you have a strong marriage, where the husband and wife aren't Christian, at least one of them, or where you have a weak marriage where the husband and wife are Christian, at least one of them in both cases, the problem comes from not following the principles of Christ. So you don't want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior. Uh, I can't disagree with that decision and, and try and encourage you to rethink that more because eternity. Right, We're here for, what, 70, 80 years. Some of us a little more, a little less. And then we're going to spend the rest of eternity based upon our relationship with Jesus Christ. So um, I, I say this, I've said this multiple times. I claim Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died on the third day for my sins, paid the price for my sins, rose from the grave, defeated death, and now sits at the right hand of God the Father, my all of my hope, every single scrap of it is wrapped up in Jesus Christ. If, if he can't pay the price, then I have no hope. And so I encourage you to really think about that because if I'm wrong, folks, this is a great argument. This is I wish I had the guy's name right now. This is back from the 1800s. If I'm wrong and some of y'all that don't believe in Jesus Christ, as the son of God and, and have him as your Lord and Savior. And you're right. And it's no great loss. I tried to live my life a little better, tried to follow the principles laid out in the Bible and take care of the poor, needy, the widow, and the orphan. Imperfectly, yes, but uh, attempted to make the world a little bit better. And that's fine. And then I move on. But if I'm right and you're wrong, then the price is going to be unimaginable for you. So, so what about this gray divorce, right? So marriage, obviously we've just going through that, that little excerpt from Patriot's Bible is great. Why, why do we keep seeing this divorce rate? Divorce rate? And so I, I pulled a couple stats from uh, Psychology Today, which is a journal. Some of y'all that are in the metal community, you may be familiar with it. Since the 1990s, the divorce rate among people over 50 has doubled and they're predicting that by the, the 2030s so just in the next decade that that number is going to triple so why why are we seeing this explosion and and you know the the divorce rate in general is bad enough we we all 50 percent of all first marriages we've talked about this get divorced so one out of every two those are atrocious statistics Uh, for the husband and wife first off for the kids after that if there are kids produced but so so why do we keep seeing this there's some this same article lays out some possibilities Uh, life expectancies increase so we're living longer so i guess the argument there is that gives us more time to get irritated with our spouse Uh, attitudes about marriage of a life, as a lifelong institution have shifted that that's and we're going to come back to that uh, and divorce became more socially acceptable and women joined the workforce and became more financially independent and and there's some other issues uh, talking about uh, you know this whole self-care movement uh, i need to focus on me i need me time which is there's no polite way for me to say this folks it's just it's it's an absolute load of nonsense and if you if you look at Jesus Christ yeah he did go away to pray sometimes folks he did and if that's what we're talking about you know if you need time with god you need time but that's not what we say and and if we're honest for those of you all listening uh, which wherever you are across the country a couple overseas more than a couple that that's growing too we have this this idea well i'm going to go spend some time alone well we're not going to spend time with god though we're going to work out or we're going to listen to our podcast or, or, you know, just veg out for a while or watch a movie or watch some Netflix or whatever it is that we're doing. We're not doing that to grow closer. Every time Jesus went away by himself, he went away by himself from a human point of view to draw closer to God. So if that's your me time, great. I'm not talking to you right now. But if you're one of those, which I have I'm guilty of myself, where we look at me time as I'm gonna go, you know what, I'm gonna go hunt for a while. I just need to go sit in the stand. Not not talking about God, you know. If you go hunting and you sit in that stand and your primary goal is to spend time with God, that's one thing. Again, I'm not talking to you. But if you're sitting out there to get away from your spouse, your wife, typically, but wives sometimes to get away from husbands, and and your kids, right? Or, or the wife, you know, you're going shopping or going to hang out with the girls or whatever. Whatever it is that we're doing to get away by ourselves, that's we're not drawing closer to God. So this whole industry of, of self-care that's sprung up, yeah, that's a huge part of it. It's selfishness, right? And, and the priorities, it goes back to the priorities. Again and again, folks, if we say that we... Have God as our number one priority. Do we act like that? Do we put him as our number one priority? Is he where we spend most of or at least a good chunk of our free time? And the answer to that tells you whether God's really your first priority or not. Or mine. If our marriage is really our second priority after God. Do we spend time accordingly or do we use excuses like chasing kids up and down the road? Well, I just can't. I'm so tired. Well, then maybe you don't need to have your kid involved in football and cross country and fall baseball and FFA and 4-H and fall tennis and everything else and band and whatever else is going on. Add to that list and art club and extra Spanish lessons, and private tennis or golf lessons, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or maybe every chance you get, you don't need to be going off for your self-help time to go fishing, or to go shopping, or to go to that concert by yourself, or with your girlfriends, or your male friends. The point is, we, we, we make up all these excuses. We claim that our spouse is so important to us, and yet we don't put any real time and action into learning about them. What are their needs, their desires, their wants? Are we spending time, you know, whatever it is? Are we going for walks? Are we holding hands? Are we sitting there actually talking to one another, emotionally connecting? Are we physically connecting, right? And not once a month or once a week or when we can squeeze them in but is that how we schedule our day are they the priority that we schedule our day around or do we schedule them around our day and give them whatever's left over and and so part of this absolutely and this is really going to step on some toes folks this from the psychological psychology today the the women joining the workforce right so what we've told women, and, and we'll elaborate on this, we do from time to time, we'll do another podcast episode, but we're gonna talk about women leaving the home. And, and I've, I've had a couple, an older couple talk to me about that, <clears throat> both the man and the woman, and say it all started to go downhill right then. Because the woman being in the home was a huge boon For the husband for the children for the woman too whether we like to acknowledge that or not it was it made the family stronger it gave us time to to spend together and do those things and now we've told the woman well not only do you have to try and do all this stuff at home but you also have to go out and work a full-time job or if we're being really honest here there's a lot of women that want to go out and work that full-time job because they don't want to be stuck at home and that's fine folks i have some really good friends and uh, and both of them work full-time jobs but you know what they also made a decision not to have any kids and you know what all of their spare time together is focused on each other they go on trips together they make days special together. They go on dates regularly together. And, and that's their decision. And that's great. But if we're going to try and build a traditional family, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And, and a huge part of that problem is men not appreciating that role at home of a woman making a home. The laundry, the dishes, the cleaning, the chauffeuring, the nursing, the all the stuff that seems so mundane until you don't have it and the family starts to go completely haywire. And so what's happening is we, we reject our spouse. We don't spend any time loving them, meeting their needs on a daily basis, making them a priority, learning about them, growing closer and closer and closer to them. We reject them. We do what we wanna do, male and female folks, right? So so the male half of that, which I've seen in my life and I've talked about here regularly is men making unbelievable money and they're still working 14, 15, 16 hour days when they've got a wife and kids at home. You're not working to provide for your family. You're working because either you don't want to be at home or you have an absolute greed for money jordan peterson i've talked about him a uh, clinical psychologist here kind of not often but a few times recently over the last couple of months he made the comment that as you do these studies and you look at it anything over sixty thousand dollars fails to improve the quality of living i think sixty thousand dollars was the mark he said so why are we killing ourselves working to get so much over that when it doesn't improve the quality of life He said they're very minimal it's 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 almost it's not even worth talking about it's so minimal any improvement so the men you know if we're going to go out and work these horrific hours we're we're to blame just like the women that run off and work outside the home and so we we and, and then we focus on the kids we chase them up and down the hall guess what folks chase them up and down the hall chase them up and down the road the kids are going to be gone someday and that's when this is happening that's what this article is talking about the kids are gone and then all of a sudden the spouses realize we don't know each other anymore. Don't really have any interests that we share, don't really want to spend any time around us. We both have enough money, we both have our own friends, we have our own circles to run in. Let's just go ahead and get divorced. And that has catastrophic consequences, folks. And and if this is a situation that you're in or somebody's in, because I, I have I've had a couple people recently. And you're that one spouse that has put everything in that you know to do. And you've looked to God and prayed to God. And, uh, and your spouse has been, there's been infidelity. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not sure how deep this goes. I'm not a pastor. You need to find one to talk to, whether it's only physical that Jesus was talking about or whether the emotional infidelity counts as well. You know, the pulling back and, and, and shutting ourselves off so that there's no, intimacy there at all each day Uh, i'm not talking to you and i know this is going over folks and i'm sorry but this is such a huge deal we're falling apart our our families are crumbling and we're crumbling because all the way back to the beginning of the podcast now because we have our priorities out of line if we really want strong a strong nation we've got to have strong families And if we really want strong families, we've got to have strong marriages. And if we really want strong marriages, we've got to have a commitment to that spouse, a strong faith, and make them a priority and make God a priority over them. And that's the only way it's going to work, folks. And it can work. It absolutely can work. But we've got to be willing to make that change and do that. There's probably a lot more to be said here, folks, but I'm going to leave you all with it. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.